The following content has been provided by New St. Andrews College in Moscow, Idaho. For more information, visit us online at nsa.edu. Welcome back to What Have You. We are here. It's another fine day in Idaho. <laughs> the last tiny shred of summer is happening. Not, well, school is about to start, but summer still will probably keep going for well, a little while. Weather, but even the weather knows that the students came back. It does. There's that one weed that like blooms and yeah. right when school's starting, so it smells different. And it's all of a sudden this like in the air. It's, it's just kind crisp. of it's a little bit of a peppery smell, and it starts getting. Um, cool at night like I mean it does that yes. all through the summer but it gets colder at yeah. night so that you might want to be under your blankets in the, yeah. by the morning yeah. like Woo. and it happens like the split minute that the students arrive in town always mm-hmm. we're like going our, into our another rhythm. season where I can't figure out whether or not to wear socks socks <laughs> socks make me like claustrophobically hot okay. when it suddenly gets hot in the afternoon I'm like why am I wearing socks and you have to like to... I just gathered up a bunch of stuff from my laundry room and pulling things out from underneath stuff and you've got all these weird socks that don't have a match but mm. they do have dust bunnies stuck to them mm. and I compiled them all into a tub and they are all in my washer as we speak mm. and I don't know what I'm going to do about it when they come out mostly I want to throw them away what episode is this of ours I don't like know. 20-something? 20-something. So we're having like a little reunion with the theme of our oh, first man, episode that was about sock matching. Yeah, I just... Yeah. I'm, I'm going to face it later today, but it's it's like a million socks, and I don't know. I believe. I believe you. Yeah, I've, I, I gathered up all the socks that were any kind of woolishness and pulled them out for, you know, in the summer, like hid them in a closet in a bin. Because, mm, I can't because then I forget I have them. Well, here's the problem that I face is that even though I did that, I've continued to find wool socks <laughs> all like a, as you clean through the yeah. everything, you're like, oh look, here's a random wool sock that's stuck in between some Tupperwares in the <laughs> like. How does this happen? What are we doing? I so know. it's mm-hmm. it's a journey. It a is sock journey. So we finished the week that was catering events. Oh, was that last week? No, because we was that we the both week before did, last? That was, yeah, and we both had a big dinner and then the next week I had a really big dessert. Right. And I didn't, so I did no catering no. the next week. I did No, a we actually did. We did a birthday party of pies for Nate. Oh, that's but right. I did. only made two, so it doesn't really count. Yeah. I yeah. whipped like ten gallons of cream, so I felt that I did a good thing. I have a thing about apple pies. I love I like making pies, but apple pies I'm I just noticed, this was years ago, I used to be really into trying to make beautiful pies with, like, cut-out leaves on top of uh-huh. them and all this. I still have a soft spot yeah, for Yeah, I, I might be rekindling it. I did I like one, the braid. Yeah. The tiny braid But across. I did one on um, the 4th of July. I did more involved pie tops. Okay. I got more, like, oh, I should do that. Yeah. However, at some point in my life, I noticed that I much preferred to eat a crumb top apple pie. That I liked mm. the crumb top. I do like. I like. I like the taste, but I like I the pastry, look though. of the. Yeah, I'm I not as pastry. much of a pastry fanatic, but I. So, anyways, I've kind of 
re I mostly make crumb top apple pies. Mm. Also, crumb top is far and away the winner on strawberry rhubarb pie. It's so good on that. It Anyways, I making crumb top apple pies. Uh, and this I used a bunch of sugar in the raw in it. Like I used the brown sugar and then yep. probably a half cup of sugar in the raw, and it made a really fun like crunch. On oh, the on the crumb topping. That sounds so good. So I recommend that. I recommend sugar in the raw in the crumb topping of oh, an that apple pie. Really good, if you've settled yourself like I have to making crumb top apple pies mm. instead See, of gorgeous lattices and things. My people don't like a crumb top as much. I actually did try that. Have I, you actually done a survey of I your did. people? I did. I made the mm. crumb top and then I asked people their feelings and they said I like the pastry top better. Wow. I actually, nobody in my house is, is crazy about pie. Like, we, they like pie. People, we like a pie, but nobody in my house is especially whipped up if I made a pie. Mm. Like, if I made pie for dessert at home, people would be like, oh, fun. But nobody would be like, well, I hope there's some for breakfast Oh, tomorrow. see, I feel like the some for breakfast is basically a little shot of heaven. <laughs> so so you and your but but what i was going to say what my what we all do get excited about now is strudel leftover strudel for breakfast is something that well i don't know if it's i think the kids like it but the reality is that i could do without pie for breakfast but if there is cold strudel in the fridge i don't know that i cannot eat that like that is it is so good it's so good so Strudel is one of the things. When I learned to make strudel from my mother-in-law, who, um, when Luke and I were dating before, like when I went out to meet his family before we were even engaged, she was like, I need to show you how to make strudel and pizza, which are two things that came from the Slovenian women's immigrant cookbook. My mother-in-law is actually Dutch, so she made it for her Slovenian father-in-law like she okay. because they were divorced so he she um learned to do it she did it so that he would have someone making him right the foods of his yeah. people which is very sweet of her to do that and um so it's and that was a thing that my husband grew up like strudel was like the thing that was like right. it means the this is treat. a good day yeah, yeah like it means something amazing is happening so the first time they have a small kitchen and we were all gathered around in Chicago making strudel, and it was like a lot of people in the small kitchen. I mean, it's like, it's not that small, but, you know, it was a lot of people packed mm -hmm. in, and it was very late at night, very late. So I think we put the strudel in the oven at, like, midnight. So we had to wait yeah. until almost 1 in the morning to eat the strudel. And um, it's very well, you fun. You should explain, yeah, how they do it. It's really okay. Awesome. So you make this dough that has such a high you you need it so long that it's like oil and an egg and salt and flour and that and some water and that's, uh, yeah, and that's it. That's all the ingredients. But you beat the it so long that it has a really high gluten mm -hmm. active, very elastic. Yeah. Then you let it rest for a long time. So you have the gluten all hopped up, and then you give it a long time to relax. So then you roll it out on a tablecloth. You like put a tablecloth out. You roll out the um, pastry into like a circle, you know, 18 inch, 16 inch, something around there and pour warm butter on it. And then you rub the butter 
into the top and that like soothes it even more it's like it cut and then and then you stretch it so you stretch it from underneath you like so I do it now I make it all by myself well with my kids around but I so I walk around the table stretching it but you stretch mm-hmm. it till it's like it's, I think it's I never measure it anymore I just do it on my table but it's it's got to be it's more than 36 inches one way and it's like it covers the whole end of the table yeah. you should be able to read it read like a newspaper through it like it gets so thin yeah. Then you cut off the edges with a like a pizza wheel to get the thick part out. Fill it with apples and cinnamon and buttered butter. I don't know what this actually does. Buttered breadcrumbs. I think it holds the layers of pastry apart a little bit. Yeah. To give so it and a, it keeps yeah. it airy. And then sugar and cinnamon. More butter. It's like melted butter within all of it. And you then you grab the. It's a very fun. You fold the end up and then you grab the end of the tablecloth and roll it up into this huge big long roll. And then you have to make it into an S shape on the cookie sheet mm-hmm. to bake it. So anyways, we make this. It gets out of the oven at like midnight. And everyone's like, this is my first time experiencing a strudel. It was almost one actually when it gets out of the oven. And so it's like piping hot. Everyone takes a bite and it's like spitting it out and being like, what is wrong with this? And it turns out that in all the people in the kitchen... My husband's sister had picked up a bowl full of table salt, assumed it was sugar, and dumped it in the top of the sugar canister. And then we had salted the apples heavily, heavily salted, salted in the cinnamon the apples. Slovenian so we were like salted dog. apple roll. It was, but I still learned the technique. It was not my best experience eating a, a strudel, but it was. It was when I learned it. And I have a lot of affection for how my mother-in-law, why she did it. You know, like how she took that on. And that it's still, my husband loves it. My kids love it. It's something that we still do for Sabbaths and stuff. So Yeah. It is good times when the Jenkses bring a strudel. Mm. We do all like it. I think for a long time, it's kind of like the crumb top. It took me a while to get the vision for strudel because it's it's kind of homely looking. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's not something you throw on a pedestal. It's a long curving tube of pastries okay well see i used to make baguettes all the time and i had settled into a real like i love this recipe i have it you know where you yeah. get to where mm-hmm. you like you know the dough you know yeah. just how you want it i have my whole technique and i would do these baguettes because our family loves bread and so we moved to england and i threw together some baguettes to throw in the oven for dinner and then i suddenly realized that my oven was nowhere near big enough for the baguettes to fit oh, no. because it was this teensy weensy little oven that mm. was very small mm-hmm. and it had a little fire burning in the bottom of it inside yeah. like flames so we lost muffins occasionally or cookies <laughs> down into the burning flame but anyway I had to make it into an S shape to fit it into the oh, oven that's awkward. and I, I was it. so put off that I never made it again <laughs> Far from making just, just two of them. No, I just like I didn't do it again because it just annoyed like, me that it came out as an hurts S. My feelings. Yeah, I was like, this is wrong and unfortunate, and I'm not doing it. And so <laughs> I know, and I don't even know if I've ever made that recipe again. Like since <laughs> that day that I had to make it into an now S. Now we know how much the the form <laughs> follows function. We know how much that affects Becca. 
He actually does packaging. Something that we loved forever is no is dead to us if it had to come in the wrong well, shape. Well, packaging matters to me. Packaging matters. Becca has purchased perfume for many years based only on how much she Not likes the packaging. for many years. I did it once. But then you continued to get well, that perfume. Well, because it actually turned out to be good. But I think you also liked the box. Well, I did like the box. <laughs> I took a gamble on the box. Becca's a believer. She's a big believer in the the shapes of boxes. But I don't even remember the name of that perfume, and I have not. Wow. Our Um, windows are down today. We're enjoying the pretty weather, but that was a loud car. The cars, yeah. Oh, so. Anyway. So, anyways, aside from the love of packaging and eating cold strudel in the mornings, because it's it's the butter content that makes it so impossibly delicious. Oh, yeah. It's it's so good. So, um, what have you been working on? Oh, praise report. Praise report. (laughs) My piano is no longer on the porch. Yay! Yay! It is in the middle of my room, however, because I have to. <laughs> we moved it in and put it against the wall, and I was like, no, wait! We have to put the baseboard up. I forgot the baseboard um, on that perfect. wall. So now we moved it out in the middle. The baseboard is up, but I have to get back in there and call and paint. And I really, right now, we're in a in a furious crisis to get everybody their school clothes before Monday. Yeah. So I'm doing inventories and I am making Judah try on 9,000 pairs of khaki pants to see if we need to buy more khaki pants. Yeah. I have to do that. Um, I I have to get the, get into the bins. I keep, we have one of those cubby hole bin things, um, that they sell at Costco. They sell them everywhere now. The ones that has a bin that goes in each Mm -hmm. cubby. Mm -hmm. I have one of those in the laundry room. And a bin for each child. And so... Wait. In the thing or separately from it? They're in the, in the shelf. In they're, the cubbies, there's a bin for yes, each child. Yes, with just okay. their initial on the front of each okay. one. And this is where their school clothes go. And it's like, oh, other, really? other clothes go to their rooms and put away. But school clothes... This is actually very smart. And the reason is because I... when I It's uh, bad when they get lost. Yeah, but it's also because when I'm pulling clothes out of the dryer, I put their school clothes in their bins right away. So there's no loss right, of they, school clothes. Right. They can't and be like there in is the bottom no of a time that they should be rooting through a basket of unfolded laundry or folded laundry looking for a uniform because it will not be there. I will tell you a time in my past that was really dark was when <laughs> we had... A washer and dryer in our kitchen. Thankfully, it's not there now, but it was just stuck in the corner of the kitchen when we moved into this house. Yeah. And the kitchen was bad enough on its own, but then you put the washer and dryer yeah. in it. And the kids were all much smaller. I think everyone was in elementary school. And so, no, they were. Everybody was in elementary. And so, in the mornings, life was nuts. I might have thrown in a load of emergency uniforms the night before. Yeah. People come rooting around in it to try to find mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. They pull it out on the kitchen floor. Yeah. If there wasn't a basket handy. Who knows what? who's walking over the top of it, maybe with their Cheerios bowl. Oh. You know, it was bad. Ah. It was bad. Yes. So anyway, I appreciate the, the like, keeping the Yeah, so I have one uniforms. bin that is just ties and belts. It's like when I find belts anywhere, 
I throw mm-hmm. them in there and ties. Mm-hmm. And then one that's the fight night shirts, but I keep them all. The thing that makes that really handy is that they, I, what book? It might have been a Marie Kondo thing, or it might have been that other book. I don't remember what book, some book about housekeeping recommended not keeping things where you need to use them, but keeping them where it's where easy you to think put it you're away. Find it? No, it was saying. Keep it close to where you need to put it away, not where you need to use it. Because the step of going to get something you need is one that you will take. Like, if you need a towel, you will walk a distance to get a towel. But if you have to walk a distance to put a towel where it goes, then you might not want to do that. (laughs) And so it was like shortcut the part. It's like you'll go the distance to get what you need. And this is the thing that I have found with uniforms is putting them away in the laundry room means the kids will all go to the laundry room to find their clothes. They yeah. have there's no trouble there. They're yeah. not standing in their room saying, But why aren't they here or where I need them? They just go get them and go put them on somewhere. Right. But that way they're all almost always put away. They're Smart. always in the the other thing that I do that is I don't think probably the best job of mine, but I do it anyways, is I just have one big bin in the laundry room of socks. And I'm like, find your own socks. I match them and throw them in there. But I'm like, if you care to transport some to your own closet, you may. (laughs) But I am not going to keep track of which sock fits which foot. They know their preferences, but I do not. Like, I do not. Like, at a certain point, you have to say life is short. Life is short. Find your own socks. But I match them. I do wash them and I do match them. But they, and they do sometimes go like pull out their own, you know, and if there's a really special pair, I might put them in their other pile. But for the most part, yeah. they so they all just go hunt down what they need in the morning. So tell us about the Bible reading program that you are yes! masterminding. I have been sort of busy with this. This has been... It, I'm very excited about this. It's coming soon, yeah? I'll tell you the origin story. Should I tell you tell how, this, how this happened? the story of the origin. So we're having a um, Christchurch Ladies Fellowship Committee meeting. And we were planning, our church does a thing where the Ladies Fellowship has a a monthly get-together, like, um, you know, just a monthly, it's like a fellowship time, but with somebody gives their testimony and some, you know, it's a great, great time. Um, And so we were planning that, and the theme for this year, it, it runs the school year, the theme for this year we're doing is just practical Christianity. So each week is a different feature of, you know, I think there's going to be one week on prayer and one on, mm-hmm. you know, just real basic practical stuff. Um, and so when we were talking about what to do for the Bible studies that are on the weeks that is not the one big get together, um, we usually do some book studies or Bible studies and we were talking through it. So we decided just to try something all new, which is a Bible reading challenge where we just all read the whole Bible together from September to May. So I believe this is, I believe that for many Christian women, there is a like cupboard of guilt about Bible reading Mm -hmm. somewhere that maybe they used to be faithful at reading their Bible, but some new life phase has disrupted that. If it throws Um, your ribbon, your your ribbon, (laughs) if it throws your your rhythm, rhythm, yeah, you can get off. It's like any habit you can, you can fall on and off the wagon on that one. And, and, um, that, 
that it's something that is like, well, maybe I read it before, but I haven't been reading it faithfully now. Or maybe every time I go to try to read my Bible, I'm like still stuck in the middle of numbers and it, and I read some numbers and I don't feel any presence of the Holy Spirit (laughs) and I go out and don't feel like I'm walking with the Lord. You know what I mean? Like maybe there's like some little practical frustration. Um, but what's really common for women is to say, they just don't feel like they have time. They don't feel like they have time when they can sit down. And I sympathize with this. I understand it. I've I've told people, um, many times before that you're like, did I say this? I might've said it on the webinar that it is like food, but it is also true that mothers often have phases of life where they are eating someone else's sandwich crust over the sink. Yep for their lunch. So it's not like they're, you know, they are being not well fed in many ways at some times of life. So basically what we're wanting to do, it's a, it's incredibly doable. That's the thing that is it's six chapters a day. And before you think, Oh my goodness, that sounds like too many chapters a day. We've had a ton of different ladies try it and read six chapters a day and time themselves. And it's like one of those things where you experience time differently than it is passing. Yes. Because you might think you've been reading for 25 minutes and it's like seven minutes. It's like, and so typically all of, I think the average was well under 20 minutes for six chapters. And oftentimes when I would read it, it was like seven or nine minutes. Mm -hmm. It was very, not very long. Well, I just read the book of Ephesians and it was... That's six chapters, six chapters yeah. but it was under 15 minutes. It was like 12 minutes to read the book yeah. of Ephesians. And if you're just, if you're just, you're just reading, reading it. it and you're not feeling guilty, like you need to milk everything out of every no, verse. No, or like you have to go back and, and memorize it as you're reading it. Like you can't just read it and be yeah. fed. It's like you have to treasure every moment well, or something. Well, here's the thing. We, um, um, part of getting ready for this Bible reading program is, um, the lady you're working with. Yes. Becky, Becky asked yeah. everyone to just commit to reading the book of Ephesians every day for a week. Just, yeah. just, just give it a trip. It was give so it funny. Give it a trip through Ephesians like, once a day. You know, and, and without, without just slowing down and, and trying to really ponder everything, just read it. Just go right through it. And the first day I read it and it was like, it's been a while since I read it all in one yeah. group. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So I read the it whole was thing, for me too when I read it. Less than 15 minutes. And I was like, oh, tomorrow I want to pay attention because it suddenly I it dawned on me. It was like, <laughs> it keeps talking about filling. Christ fills everything. Christ to Yeah, the you theme. Know, the, the filling the idea. And I was of... like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to pay attention to that as I go through. Well, then the second time I read it, I forgot to pay attention to that because I was like, <laughs> How many times does he talk about mystery in this whole ah, book? Yeah. Like, like it's the mystery of the gospel. It's the mystery of marriage. It's the mystery yeah. of Christ in the church. And through the whole thing, and pray for me right. that I might be able to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. Right. And so it's just fun. Like when you, I thought my biggest takeaway from the first blow through of Ephesians all in one sitting is how many passages there are that you know well. Yeah. That, that you're like, oh, I recognize this uh-huh. whole passage, but reading them all in one letter, you're like, yeah. man, Paul had zero tolerance for sin. <laughs> like this was not, this was not like one time he said some strong no. words. I mean, no. he is like all about, you know, but you're dead to this now you're dead mm-hmm. in Christ. You're like, mm-hmm. you know, on and on with this. And I, and some of those passages where he's given a word about like, it's a chapter ends with like, and amen. Mm-hmm. Like he ends with an amen yeah. and the chapter ends. So if you ended the reading end your, three, I think. Yeah. yeah. So if, 
if you ended your reading at the end of the chapter, you yeah. don't realize how much he is having a sustained a moment. moment. <laughs> no, but how much how much he is so caught up in what he's saying yep. that he's saying and amen, and then I'm moving right on to something because you think in chapters like oh that was a break, but it, it isn't. It's a no. letter yeah. where he's all caught up in this and saying and yeah. amen at the end of it, yeah. and then moving. On yeah. to the next paragraph. Yeah. And it's a, it really is a great thing. So anyways, back to the program. Um, after we decided to do this, we were like, well, and since we're replacing Bible studies, we wanted to have a webinar so that people with little kids or people like, basically you don't have to go anywhere, but yeah. you can tune in for a Bible study that will sure. be kind of an overview. Um, yeah. It's just going to be like 10 minutes on what we have been reading, 10 minutes on what's coming up. That was okay. in the reading. Who's going to do that? Becky's doing it. And then awesome. she's doing all of it. And then five minutes, I think, on like praying the word or an application on something or whatever. Fantastic. So it's going to be a short little webinar. Um, so is, before okay, we is, even knew who to have do it, I, um, we were like, okay, we got to figure out who's going to lead these webinars. And then I thought of our friend Becky Pliego, who's, who's a wonderful lady, lives in Mexico City. She's a, they're members of our church here, but she's in Mexico City. And she, um, is so passionate about the subject. She is a perfect she's person. Fabulous. Perfect. And she's so passionate about it. And she, um, as she said, did not used to be passionate about it. Like this is a thing. So okay. she's very, very into, um, into encouraging women to be just in the word and, uh -huh. and reading the word. So I'm super excited about it. The, you are invited, all of you are invited to join us. I have a question. The webinar, yeah. is it a particular time you have to log in or is it, it is recorded? for and... live if you want to be asking questions. Like there will be okay. Q&A or whatever. If you have questions or you want to talk in the webinar, it's live. But it will automatically be saved as a recording. So right. anytime you can listen to it as right. though you yeah. were just listening to a podcast or Perfect. something. Um, and there's so many. So... The big takeaway, we'll put links when we post this, but the big takeaway is we've made a full reading program that is that you can print out and just fold up and put in your Bible that has the days and the readings. Um, there's no readings on Sundays, and then there are regular catch-up days here and there, like if you miss something. If you get behind on the reading, we don't want you to feel like, oh shoot, I messed up, I can't do this. Just jump back in where we are. Like, just, just, like... Oh, so skip ahead. Like, don't Just skip like, ahead. Okay. Don't try to catch up. Just skip ahead. And in the printout, it has, um, you know, you cannot whatever you can skip ahead you can still see what you missed so if you have time to go back mm -hmm. and and you want to go back and read it but the big thing we want for people is to just work on developing the habit of being in the word like yeah. if you miss some of this it doesn't matter like just keep jumping in until like and don't feel like oh shoot i got behind i can't i can't do this anymore. well i think it's a perfect place um to see the uh where sometimes the best can be the enemy of the good. So like, much that. If you feel like, oh, I messed it up. I, I didn't only read, read four that. chapters. I today. only read four, mm -hmm. and so now I'm going to just quit because I'm behind. Or we, a kid broke a bone and we were in the ER all day and I failed to do my reading, so I best quit reading my Bible for the, <laughs> for the rest of this time. Well, and I think a lot of it too is getting into a routine that works for you because 15 minutes is manageable for anyone. 
I mean, yeah. especially you have to do some hard, hard work to persuade me that there is no 15 minutes in your day wow. that you're not wasting. Exactly. Like, I'm like, like, even if you were to just log how, how many minutes were you active on Facebook today? Or looking at your phone. Or on Craigslist. Yeah. Or did you... watching a goofy cat video. Like, mm. it can, it can be squeezed Well, in. we talked oh, about, you know we talked about the, the warped perspective on how much time is passing yeah that happens with if you've ever timed yourself looking on facebook you think like oh it's gonna be like two minutes well it could very easily be 20 minutes like very easily and you think this is the opposite you think it's gonna be 30 minutes but it actually was not very long i know it happened to me because i was sitting on my porch swing with my coffee and i was reading and i was feeling like okay i've actually been out here a while i might need to go back in i looked at my clock it had been seven minutes (laughs) (laughs) it's like yeah, okay. Okay, I so think we're all right. Let's just take it this way. Not too long. Okay, but here's the other thing. All right, the other day I was in um, Safeway and, well, I was having a panicky rush through the town buying every blackberry that there right, was because right, for time. my dessert for 400 yeah. The store where I had ordered all the blackberries failed to order the blackberries. <laughs> and so when I went to pick them up that morning, they had not one blackberry You in the ordered whole store. them, but they did not. Uh, right. So anyway, they came out with my little sheet of paper like, oh, is this you? And I'm like, like yeah. You're not helping right me there. right now. Anyway, so I'm doing a run through the town buying every blackberry right. I can find. But uh, I get to Safeway and I bump into Kat, who is listening to the Bible on audio as she's grocery shopping. And it's like, that's awesome. Like that is so awesome. She just had one of her, one earbud in and she was just listening to the word as she went. It's like, there's time in the car. You can listen to it. You don't have to read it. So this makes me, I should mention the next thing. This will also link to this. Well, what we'll link to is the, is the webpage that I think is Christkirk.com backslash Bible challenge. And that is the page that will take you. You can sign up. We're trying to cover as many platforms and ways that you can be make yourself accountable and remember this as possible. So you can kind of choose your own adventure of yeah. what you want. But um, there is an app that is called, I think, Bible Reading Plan. We'll link to it. That they're adding our plan to that. So you can download the app and then you can choose this plan. And it will connect to a Bible app on your phone so like you version mm-hmm. will connect to that and the so it will keep track of what you've listened like when you've read which but you which can version? choose audio you can choose the version and you can choose to listen to it on That's audio great. so even if you're established in another bible reading plan but you want to try to listen to these six chapters a day on audio that would be a great way to still um have fellowship with other people who are doing it at the right. same time this is something we want as many people to do as possible Um, One other thing that I think is helpful is we're buying, the ladies who are here, we're buying just cheap paperback New King James version Bibles. Yeah, we have 200 of them here in the printouts. And the reason is I ordered some to sample and I got one for each of my kids and we covered them in duct tape. They're just like, they're like, you know, just. They're really cute. Yeah, they are cute. post a picture. They're fun. Yeah. So, but the reason is I have a nice Bible. But part of the problem with my nice Bible is that I don't chuck it in my purse when I'm going somewhere or mm-hmm. I don't throw it in the car at carpool and I don't write things like what question mark exclamation point <laughs> in it. I treat it with a little more right. reverence. And so I'm going to use this other Bible for this plan because I'm like, I like the idea of trying to have a disposable Bible that's like I plan to just read this and use it yeah. like I would another paperback. I'm not trying yeah. to have like my one 
that right. I keep out of the reach of children and that I don't yeah. like yeah. whatever. And so, um, we're doing that. We're just trying to overcome whatever little obstacle you may have in your Bible reading. We want to try to help you see that that well, doesn't need to keep you from the word. One of the things I remember getting stalled out on once was when I was single, I had such a nice little routine of, mm-hmm. I would read my Bible last thing at night. And so it was like, I would get ready for bed and I would go get in bed mm-hmm. and I would sit there and I'd read my Bible and then I would pray and turn out the light and go to sleep. It was like, it was a great little routine. Mm-hmm. Well, it works less when you're married, you know, like it's just, I yeah. don't know, all the rhythms change and everything. And, and then it was like, when do I do this? Like yeah. it, it just sort of like, no, I totally, and you just don't know where to stick it. And, and, um, I do think your day ends up being filled up with many things that are not intentional. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it does kind of reveal what your real priorities are. Right. Like if you were asked to write down, what are your priorities? You probably would not list as many cat videos as possible. Mm-hmm. But then again, like if, you, stuff if you do spend your day fitting that in, in every, you're basically moment. showing what your priorities are yes. by what you actually did. Right. Not by, and you're like, maybe they're not probably don't match what you no. think your priorities no. are. And right? I think that if you were to write down, what are my, my, my really important priorities, right. that would be one list. And then if you were to monitor your day, you're like, every oh, 15 minutes by shoot. 15 minutes, I didn't match up with my priorities. What was it? You know, like, what well, was it one of did? the things I think is super funny. I don't remember what I saw this about some, I don't know. It was totally in passing somewhere, but it was someone saying they would try to do something. It was someone saying, well, I'll try to do better. And, and someone answering them like, I'm sorry, you're not going to try to do better. You're going to do better. And, was, <laughs> and they were like, do you wear underwear every day? You don't try to do that every day. You do it every day. And, it, and it's like, that's the thing that how many things do you not make any exceptions for in your day you probably eat every day you probably shower every day you probably put on shoes when you go outside there's a lot of things that you do your mascara is yeah you care you care about some of these things like Mm -hmm. you and i think that that is um it's just something that is a a way of taking your position your your position as a christian seriously like this is one of the first things i do and and really I, I remember I was very convicted at some time. I'm still not working out every day. So just to put that on the table, <laughs> I'm not. Glad but, that we're having this time of confession. Yes, but a long time ago, I was having a, like, I need to be working out every day. What do I need to do? And the thing that really struck me at the time is, unless I'm reading my Bible every single day, and I was reading my Bible, I was reading it, but I wasn't, you know, whatever. It was like, I cannot even put exercise on the list of things that I'm yeah. going to make a habit until reading God's word is actually so much a habit. I'm not thinking about yeah. making it a habit. Right. And so that was like back, uh, before I got pregnant with Moses. Yeah. <laughs> so that was some time ago. And I am now, I very much have a habit of reading my Bible every day and I still haven't gotten the exercise, <laughs> but at least it's the right thing that's yeah. off of the, at yeah. least it's the right one that yeah. is not on the table. So you think how many habits do you have? Let's find a way to fit in a new yeah. nine-minute habit that exactly. is actually you have and I plenty say of time too, for that. Though, I do think that a false notion 
of what Bible reading is supposed to be like is a real problem. Is a thing. Yeah. It's a stumbling block where people feel like it's supposed to be this kind of euphoric mountaintop mm-hmm. thing. And if it doesn't feel like that, they feel like they've failed. Yeah. It's not. No. It's like just read it. Just yes. just read it. Don't care. If you didn't milk it for all it's worth, you're going to come back around. You're like, because the good news is you're a Christian, you're going to keep reading it. Right. And so, so the Lord will be, the Holy Spirit is in his word. He yeah. will do what needs to be done with it. And sometimes it will feel like this was the perfect psalm yes. for the perfect yes. moment. And other times you're going to be like, um, I can't even remember which king this no, is. No, or you just sit there looking at it like, man, Tamar. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's what I read this morning. I'm just like, and then other times, I I wow. Find, I know a lot of people get bogged down in the in the Old Testament, but I find that it's so fascinating because I'm always like, wait, where was this? And yeah. I and I'm like looking it up. I'm like, that's so weird. And you're trying to find yeah. out about the the ziggurat and Ur because yeah. that's weird. And that's where Abraham was. From, I just got. So I just odd. had that trip through. Uh, must be in it's in Judges, isn't it? Where they're off to kill all of the tribe of Benjamin after that <laughs> horrible incident yeah. with the Levites concubine. And yeah. so they're all like swearing it up that they're gonna go kill off the tribe of Benjamin. Yeah. So they go mostly kill off the tribe of Benjamin and then they're all crying about but who will the Benjamites marry? <laughs> now we can't let them be wiped out. Yeah. So now we're gonna have to go kidnap some girls who are dancing at Shiloh. <laughs> <laughs> so that their fathers don't have to give permission. You're like, man, things were rough back then. Yeah, things they were. were rough. They were. But anyways, the point the point in all of this is that we don't what I think I I want to talk about guilt a little bit. Because I think there's two things. One, there's a ton of guilt that we should not be experiencing. Like there is this weird guilt like I didn't feel this to be right. as moving as it should be. I don't or think I'm I... not thoughtful enough because I read this and I just didn't come away needing to make a meme on a sunset. Right. Like <laughs> and it's like I just read it and nothing really seemed to happen. Right. And so I'm like, well that was a waste. Instead of I mean it's just weird. It's like it we just have weird guilt about stuff that we should not have. So guilt about I should be more studious or I should have my commentaries right. or I should whatever. It's like no, or, you yeah. should just eat God's I should word. have had my color coded highlighting. Yeah, system. why don't I have that? Why don't I have a zipper what, Bible? Why why am huh? I not journaling about it? What's my problem? <laughs> What's my problem that I'm not journaling up the Bible? Yeah. Exactly. So there's there's a lot of that kind of guilt that should be thrown away. But there's another thing, which is we're so in the modern evangelical world, we are so uh, into not having guilt. Like you should not have any guilt that sometimes we fail to recognize that if you're feeling guilty about not reading your Bible, that is from God. Like, (laughs) and the thing that we're, that we do so wrongly is think that we're supposed to respond to that guilt by digging our own way out of it. Like, like, Oh, I feel guilty about not reading my Bible. So what I'm going to try to do is just start trying to do better so that I can like somehow make a peace offering for the guilt of what I wasn't doing. And you don't need to feel so worried about your guilt because there is instant forgiveness. Like, like if you notice, oh, I'm feeling guilty, it's like, well, like take it to the Lord and ask him to forgive you for not pursuing his word and then begin doing it and it's all over. It's all been taken yeah. care of. Like, you don't need to spend years in this bog of thinking, well, next week I'll start reading yeah. faithfully or and next time. just do, do it. it. 
And then, as Becky said, take the book and read. Like <laughs> I, I love that. Just like, and I recently read. I think I mentioned this that I recently read um, God's Smuggler with Brother Andrew, yeah. and that was so good because there's all these stories in it of faithful Christians who did not have the Word of God yeah. behind the Iron Curtain, you yeah. know, and when they got it, and you think, you know, here what we have is like a. Or like the Reformation, people didn't have God's word, yeah. and then when they got it, do you think they just kind of were like, "I'm too busy," right? I'm too. There are just lots going on this week with soccer. What with my jogging program? Yeah, like I don't know what with all the stuff I want to do on on um, whatever all these fashion blogs I follow. <laughs> I don't have any time. I'm reading lots about other women trying clothes on at the Nordstrom dressing right. room. So I don't have time for God's or word. I'm photographing my own outfit. Right. And you're thinking, I know that all you listeners have a Bible. Think about that Bible and think about how many Christians would have given their life and did give their lives for the for God's word to be available to you. Accessible. And, and how many people, how many faithful Christians a, did give their life for you to have that Bible. How many faithful Christians still would give their life to yeah. give the Bible to other people? We have a missionary in our church who's uh, worked in the Ivory Coast for years and years, and they just completed the the New Testament in, yeah. in the Bakwe language, which they had to make a... A written language for like yeah. they had to start by making an alphabet for for <laughs> this people and yeah. then work through teaching them to read their own language translate the whole new testament into their language and you think for those christians who are having their first chance to read the bible in their own language like what would they think of our like oh i'm sorry i just gotta go shopping at target yeah i don't care to read yeah. it so basically what we have is christians through all kinds of years and phases and times have not had access to God's word and we're starving for it. And Christians now are like having a voluntary famine. <laughs> yeah. We're like, we have it, but we're just yeah. not in the mood to eat it. We're yeah. not going to do it. Yeah. So this is all to say, um, if you go to the website, you can sign up. These are the ways you can stay accountable. You can follow us on Instagram. There will be an, inst uh, Sarah is going to be Instagramming the, um, weekly reading thing and probably just okay. some quotes. So if you follow on Instagram, it should give you that prod that you are on Instagram and low. That was my reading for this week. I should yeah. read that, you know, yeah. like, Oh, reminder, I should do that. Um, you can sign up, give your email on the website and you'll just get a weekly email of this is what we're doing this week. And Becky will probably add a little, okay. so, you know, yeah. something in the email. You can join on our Christchurch Facebook page. There's a closed group for accountability and discussion about okay. what we're reading. So you can join there. You can do it soldier on on your own. Just print out the printable on the website. Um, and in the printable, there's a little red TV by all the weeks that there is a webinar. So you can okay. see it easily. Cool. There will be links to the webinar and the awesome. um, recordings. And the other fun thing is we're doing the whole thing in Spanish at the same time. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So there is a downloadable, printable Spanish version. There's a Facebook Spanish group. There's the Spanish version of the email. That's great. And I think a Spanish Instagram, too. I think Anna Sophia is going to do that. Awesome. One. Yes. Okay. So okay. that's very So join cool. us on um, that tip. Oh, okay. So last week I talked about, or I'm talking like Shadrach, 
the other week when I was four or whatever, <laughs> last week, whatever week it was that I talked about my wagon with the yellow wheels. Oh, yeah. yeah. That happened. So this prompted me, since I'm going to obviously immediately be building a coffee table with the yellow wheels. Any second. Any second. It's basically already happened. And uh, since that's on the horizon... <laughs> And since I had a friend, Julie, who asked me recently if I'd ever done cruel embroidery, and I was like, no, but I should, and I have some of the stuff. Like, I had okay. some yeah. things, and I was like, but I don't have enough yarn colors, and then it turns out to be stupidly difficult to come by the cruel tapestry yarn right now uh, without mail ordering, ordering across the... Okay. St- like, from a shop somewhere instead of... It's like not okay. on Amazon. I don't know. It's a pain. So, that was a journey. Anyways... I suddenly was like, I do need to cruel embroider a pillow to match my coffee table. Whoa. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. This is your tip? Cruel embroidery a... Cruel embroider... A pillow to match your coffee table you're going to build? For the house we're going to build. It's a nesting. The house we're going to build with the coffee table I'm going to build with the pillow I'm going to embroider. Okay. Okay. So then I go to a yard sale and I find cruel yarn. Okay. It's like, just obviously God is leading me to cruel embroider. Okay. Then I found out, okay, bringing me to the tip, pilot friction pins. I feel like I was ripped off that no one told me about this. How does this tie in in any way to well, cruel embroidery? Because it is like a gel pen. It's an erasable pen that works like a gel pen. Like it writes like a gel pen. Yeah. And then it erases with friction. It has like a little friction eraser, but... This is not that important. The important part is it's heat that erases it. So you can write on fabric with it and blow dry it off. It disappears totally when you blow dry. How did you find this out? I don't remember. It was in my quest for... But it's like in office supplies. I bought three of them for yeah. five bucks at Staples. Rachel had me try it, and it's weird. It it's actually weird. erases but, all the way. But more importantly, so I rustled out my my big chunk of cruel embroidery linen whatever that I had somewhere and I just drew a design on it with this pen and now I am cruel embroidering awesome upon it but it works shockingly well I did not do a blow dryer but I had the because I had the iron by me because I was down in the yarn cellar so the iron was there but not the blow dryer and but I just ran the iron it's like it disappears like immediately by heat it's yeah it's kind of what's it called pilot friction with a with a x Friction. Pilot friction. So it's available at Staples. I don't know why I needed to write with erasable, but I have many times needed to write on fabric with and used one of those like barely blue markers that you can't see yeah, the line, and then there's some kind of a pencil that you can't locate the, yeah. after you drew yeah. it, or it rubs off with your hand or something. Yeah. This actually drew like an inky blue. Dark. No, it looks like a pen. Yeah. Well, it is a pen, but it drew it on the fabric like inky blue. And then it disappears completely. Yeah. I'm just super stoked about this. But there's many ways to use it that don't involve you don't cruel have to, embroidery. You don't have to be cruel embroidering a pillow for the home you haven't built yet. But if you wanted to, you could. You could. With a pilot with friction. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, you think that Becca's outrageous in her plans. But this is because we're not building our house yet. <laughs> I, have a, I have a bad feeling that you. when we're building our house, oh, I'll yeah. suddenly be oh, like, yeah. oh, right, Becca. They're going to suddenly Merkle it. I'm sure you um, needed to know that we're going to try to be firing our own tiles. Oh, yeah, you will. Who should awesome. So here's my tip. But this might not be applicable to people with smaller children. But with school coming. Yeah. Um, 
the lunch packing and the out the door in the morning mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. of those things. One of my pet peeves of the world, because I have kids who have to go to early morning volleyball practice, so they have to take a breakfast with them, and then yeah. I cannot bu- abide the nasty, smelly old Tupperwares that come home that might have gotten forgotten in the locker for a few days, or now they're missing the lid, or they're stained orange. I don't or, know why not. I love them. I just, I, I hate love them. them. When they come home, I just, I'm like, I hate it, and I want to throw it away, because well, I don't want to see it again. Yeah. And if you do the cool glass ones, they're just heavy and wonky, and they still get moldy if they leave them in the back of the car. So I started buying from the restaurant supply store um, Chinese takeout containers in humongous packages, and Clever. then when we are putting away leftovers from dinner, just pack them up in little Chinese takeouts and put them in the fridge. Mm. And then the kids can just grab it out and take it with them. They can microwave it. They throw it away at the Do end of the Do they not have the little wire handles on them yet? Do you have to add no, those? They, they're just without wire handles. Clever. So you can just throw those in and just not have to deal no, with it ever smart. again Super and they're smart. really cheap because if you buy them at the craft store it's like you're paying a dollar fifty a piece or yeah, something yeah no but restaurant, restaurant supplies supply, are your friend just go there and buy the mongo pack and then i love it for leftovers and then mm-hmm. i can you know you can just sharpie on the outside if you need and to and there's What's no hard feelings when you just decide to throw it away no. instead of washing and it you out. don't have to deal with those awful lids that then don't seal as well after they no. go through the yeah. dishwasher they're bendy yeah. I hate it. So it's that. And then my other thing that I do is I buy also from the restaurant supply store um, hot cups with lids. Yeah. Like you get from the barista mm-hmm. stand. Um, just plain. <laughs> that old barista <laughs> stand. Plain white paper, you know, but yeah. like hot cups with a lid. And then you can, I just take my coffee with me in the morning. And the you kids, throw it away. If they take the coffee, they can just take it. And then you don't have mugs in the car that get left. I do cold. the same. I do the same thing with the to-go cups, but I and I also take it the extra distance, which is sometimes we put people's oatmeal in it so that they. Oh, I love them they, because they take them in the car. Yeah, and oatmeal eat out of it. is yeah. great. The other thing is, um, I have done it where we have to go to a basketball game or whatever. They're great for soup. Like ah. you pack them with soup, put the lids on, and you can sit in the bleachers and eat. I mean, it's fantastic, and I love having a huge supply of those in the house. Yes, so I also have the clear salad bowls right now with the snap-on lids. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, they're like a full. That's even better, maybe than Chinese takeout because you can see what's inside. It's good for it's good for well, yeah, packing something for yeah. like but my anyway, husband for lunch. Haunt the restaurant supply store it's and actually think outside the box. Yeah, yeah, I do that. Yeah. I love so anyway. That's that our stuff. tip. We gotta go. All Look right. At this. Okay. Yeah. Good luck. See you Have at the Bible fun. reading program. And Sign up, goodbye. everyone. Bring your friends. <laughs> New St. Andrews College thanks you for listening.